I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We're going back to the hive for season five of the, the Connor, Connor and Smith, Smith Show. How you doing? Good. What's going on? Watching the uh, U.S. Tennis Open. Oh, there's a sports happening? U.S. Open Tennis. Huh? Yeah, it's a really terrific match uh, between USA and Spain. And the guy that's playing, I think Michelle Obama is there. Wow. And the guy that's playing is from College Park. Oh, cool. Um, well, speaking is, of college. Speaking of college, oh, that's a good segue. A segue? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm French. I used to think that word when I saw it said Sieg. I didn't get it. Anyway. I know I forget the time in Spanish class, and this is a true story. I read the word Chihuahua. And my Spanish teacher just laughed and laughed and laughed. I was like, what is wrong with her? I was like, yo, este, uh, otro, una, Chihuahua. And it was, it was the word Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Mm. Anyway. Uh, tonight we are finishing our mother-daughter weekend with daughter of Debbie Friedman, um, Kayla Noel, parentheses Friedman, but we're going by Kayla Noel. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with her. Um, were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say, uh, where, where can they, everyone find us on socials? Oh, well, we usually say that at the end, but I'll say it right now. If you want to find us on social media, well, first of all, you find us on our website, www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. You can find us on Patreon, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, under Connor and Smith, again with an E-R. Um, and, yeah, Connor and Smith on your Facebook, your TikTok, your Instagram. We are there, and our website has everything you need to know about all of our work, and our Patreon is a place where you can support us. We'll talk more about that later. And thank you so much also to all the Patreon sponsors. We've got a lot of them, SU alum. We really appreciate your support and um, helping us uh, create more art for everyone to see and uh, enjoy. And, yeah, we... We're very honored. Uh, so thank you for that. Check it out. Connor and Smith on Patreon. The link is in the description. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Noel, welcome. Um, I'm sitting here with my husband and co-host, Matt Connor. Hey, 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 hey. Hi, Matt. What's going on? Where are you? I'm in New York. I'm in my apartment. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Kayla, it's interesting because, of course, your mom went to Shenandoah way back in the day. Yes. And you just graduated in 2021? 2020, actually, for musical theater. And then again in 2021 with my master's. That's the way to do it, Kayla. Um <laughs> So, so between the two of you, you kind of represent generationally like the beginnings of SU to what SU is today. And, you know, we've talked to over 50 SU alum in this series, and you would be the most recent um, person that we've talked to going to the school. Now, we're, we'll, we'll get to all of that and what SU today is really like um, versus back in the olden days when we were all there. Um, but, but let's start off. 
So, of course, your your parents are both performers, were both performers, are still, slash. And um, we met your mom in a dinner theater in um, Burn Bray. And I believe, like, you were a baby when we first met you. Yes. <laughs> so you were literally, like, born in a theater. Almost. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, my parents got married on stage. So they met on stage. The, the running joke is, you know, I had no choice, so. Um, there was no options. No, none other, so. Um, so, so I know uh, being around theater for so long, uh, was it early that you wanted to, you decided you wanted to go into performing? Was it just always the thing that there was no alternative? Pretty much. I mean, when I was young, I tried other things. You know, I did gymnastics. I tried some sports when I was a little bit younger, um, some modeling, some swimming. You know, I tried lots of different things, um, theater and dance. And, you know, this whole world was just really the thing that stuck. And there came a point where I was doing a bunch of things all at the same time. And I really didn't have much more bandwidth to give and they all wanted more of my time and they wanted me to commit when I was younger. And so my parents basically brought it to me and they were like, look, you got to choose one of these things. You, you have to devote your time. We can't keep splitting it all these different ways. And so I chose dance and I chose theater. And you trained with the likes of like Bobby Smith, boy and girl. Correct? Indeed. Yes. I never got to personally train with Bobby Smith girl. Um, she was I was just a little bit after her time, but um, I did dance at her studio that um, her sister Vicky runs and the company um, that go the theater company that uh, Leah, her daughter runs. Right. And, and so what was the first time that you were uh, in a show? Can you remember what that was? Yeah. So the first time I was on stage, um, it was in the Christmas show, the Bobby Smith girl Christmas show that Leah was doing. And I was just the little girl in the sled. I think I was like, what, maybe four years old. And then, um, right after that, I was in dance classes at the studio and Leah was, uh, with the talent machine company doing a production of Pippin and my dad was directing it. Um, and my dad was searching and searching and searching and could not find anybody to play Theo. And so he came to me and he was like, do you think you could do this for me, Kayla? Do you think you can like memorize these lines and remember them and go where I tell you to go? And I was like, yeah. So at the age of five, I did my first full length production as Thea in Pippin. <laughs> and, and what, like, before we get to like the high school kind of era, were you, did you just kind of here and there have random shows that you would like pop into or be in? What was your kind of trajectory until we get to like high school? Um, so until high school, I mean, I always did the shows in like my elementary school. Um, and, I and are we in the state of Maryland? Yes. I, I want to assume that everyone's going to listen to Debbie's podcast. Right, right. But you're, you, this is Maryland based. Yes. All Maryland based until college. Um, college was the, where, you know. I obviously had to move to Virginia for college. And then I, I kind of want to see a few clips uh, of you playing Thea. <laughs> oh my gosh. We have them. Um, my, there are pictures. Definitely. I think my parents have them somewhere. They that is so fun. 
Um, so, so then we get to like the high school, you're, you're starting to kind of go, okay, no, I really want to do this. Um, do you have like, you know, high school musicals like everyone else? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I always did those. And my freshman year, um, it was kind of a little bit of a big deal because freshmen don't usually get like any kind of role or part in the show. And my freshman year, I got a little featured number. So that was really exciting. And then my sophomore year, I had a featured role. My junior year, I had a featured role. And senior year, I was very lucky. I got to play the lead role. So. And so you start looking for colleges. Mm -hmm. We've heard a little bit of this from Debbie, but we kind of want to hear your version <laughs> as well. Yes. <laughs> so you were doing like a Southern college tour and maybe like fell asleep and woke <laughs> up and you were at SU and you didn't want to go to SU because your mom had went, right? Yeah. So, okay. So we're going on this Southern swing of college tours and like, let me preface this with my mom. We get in the car and she, she puts in the address for Elon. Right. And the GPS says like six and a half hours or whatever. So I'm, I'm falling asleep in the car thinking I'm waking up in North Carolina. And what I wake up to is, honey, we're here and we're sitting in front of the Shenandoah admissions building. Now I had, I had spoken at length with my mom, you know, going, you know, the musical theater process is, is extensive. Uh, we do a lot of research it, on, on the front end of it, making sure that that's a school that you actually do want to go audition for to begin with. Right. So I knew of Shenandoah because of my mom. And she was like, look, if you're looking for theater, you really, really need to look at Shenandoah. And I was like, mom, I understand. Like, I get it. But growing up, um, in the theater circuit in DC, you know, uh, I was always known as Larry and Debbie's kid. And I love being Larry and Debbie's kid. I do. Um, but I wanted to go somewhere where I was just Kayla. And Shenandoah didn't feel like it would be a blank slate enough for me because there were still people from my mom's time that were there at the time. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't want any kind of crossover. I, I really wanted to forge my own path and be my own person. Um, not that I don't love and appreciate and respect everything that being Larry and Debbie's kid does for me. I, I do. And I, you know, I thank my lucky stars every day for it. I wouldn't be who I am or where I am without them. But college for me felt like, okay, this is my path and I really want to make a fresh start. Yeah. I mean, I would assume that being the uh, child of some, you know, famous parents, would kind of maybe have its positives, but also could, I mean, what if you, I'm just saying, what if a professor maybe didn't get along with Debbie and he's like, oh, great. Now we have to deal with the daughter. Exactly. Or and it's not or, always, yeah, I mean, yeah, lots of different scenarios. Absolutely. And vice versa. People that loved my parents that then put those expectations on me, you know, right. so I, not that that's a bad thing. It's not. Um, I love being able to hold myself to their standard because they're incredible. I'm biased. They're my parents. But like, you know, again, I wouldn't be who I am or where I am without their example and their guidance. So and I, and I, and I think of all of us as artists kind of fight against being put in a box in general. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Totally get it. So then. So. 
Um, we wake up, I'm at Shenandoah and she's like, I was like, mom, you know, you know, I didn't want to do this. And, um, she was like, yeah, well, your tour starts in 15 minutes. So we're going. And I was like, oh, this is like the beginning of a film. Literally. Um, so I was like, okay, uh, we go, we get out, we take the tour. The campus is beautiful and I'm trying really hard not to acknowledge it. Um, and we finish my tour and we end up speaking with the admissions counselors, um, one of which her name was Holly Standard at the time. Her name is now Holly Johnson. Um, and I, we ended up speaking for like three hours after um, after my tour. And I, we just really got to know her, really got along. And um, she took an interest in me and I was being a little bit petty. I was, I was not the sweetest human because I was mad at my mom for making me do it. Um, I was like, I don't know. I like it, but don't get your hopes up. I probably am not going to come here. Like I was horrible. I'm not going to lie. Um, and, and Holly and I actually joke about it because, uh, when I ended up coming to the school, I, I came and I presented her with my deposit check and she cried and she lost her mind. Um, she actually is the reason that I ended up choosing Shenandoah um, just because of what a vested interest she took in me. And that really showed me a lot about the school and the environment and that it was really a place that I could call home for four years. So. So when, when you, okay. Was your mom like, beyond thrilled that that was your choice uh yeah for sure um i think she would have been beyond thrilled with anywhere that i chose but um i think there was an extra sense of pride for sure you know there's a lot of there's a lot of crossovers here over here when people kind of know a certain brand or they know a certain thing and they get kind of stuck to it for better or for worse kind of like that's kind of how i am with like hondas yeah (laughs) Like, I'm like, if you know what, I'm only going to buy a Honda. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I think this choice was probably kind of like, you know, your mom knew kind of what SU was about and really trusted the program in so many different ways that um, you would get really great individual attention. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm grateful that she knew that, but she also allowed me to discover that for myself. You know, there were a lot of shadow days and events and things that you go back to campuses for if you're close enough, right? I'm, I was only an hour and a half, two hours from campus with bad traffic. Um, so we were able to go to campus for things a lot. Um, and anytime I wanted to go, she was like, yep, let's go. And so she would take me down and I, I got to spend some time with one of my friends who was a year older. He was a freshman when I was looking. So I went and I visit him, visited him and got a sense for like social life on campus. And then I did a shadow day and shadowed one of the theater majors and got a sense for what like classes looked like and what the professors were in the classrooms and things like that. So I really did get to um, get a really good feel for what the school was on my own. Um, And when I ultimately came to that decision that it was my place, um, yeah, I definitely think my mom was thrilled for sure. (laughs) See, Matthew, you and I should go do a shadow day of a day in the life of a student now versus when we were there, because I'm sure it would be so different. Very different, for sure. I was also thinking we could get 
a van and kidnap Debbie. <laughs> and make her do a shadow day. No, no. We tell her that we got tickets to go see Hamilton. <laughs> and say, fall asleep. And then we then we arrive at Shendo and say, just kidding. We're going to see cats at oh SSMT. God. Oh, my God. Please do it. I'll laugh so hard. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so, so. And that was not a comment about cats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so you're at SU and the, the, the whole thing, I mean, we've been gone from SU since, you know, I've been gone since 2000. So you're there, you know, 16 years later, you know, 17 years later, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I know we went back, we took a couple of our shows to, uh, Shenandoah to the, the studio theater, the smaller space. Glaze, um, Yeah. So we were able to kind of work. I think the last time we were there was in 2014 with our Sleepy Hollow. Um, and so we did get a sense in 2014 of like in discussion with the the students who were in the show, like about like what their class load was like, what the classes they were taking were, all the additional classes. I think it was Jonathan Flum who was the um, head of the department then. Was yeah. he still there when you were there? Yeah, so he's actually who I auditioned for and who I was admitted under. And then um, he actually got another job in Norway. And so he made his transition overseas and um, head of the department became Kevin Covert. Who was there towards your ending? Right? Uh, no, he actually, we got handed over to him my freshman year. So he was there from oh. the beginning with, with my class. Oh, that's great. Um, and what uh, what were some of the highlights for you, Kayla, uh, while you were there? It doesn't have to be a show. It can be a directing project. It could be a whatever. It like, could be Fia. Yeah. It, could be, it could be just some. Just what are things that kind of stick out to you in your mind as like really special moments? Oh, I love this. Okay. Um, number one that comes to my brain um, just overarchingly in my experience, I am so incredibly grateful for my class, uh, my, my musical theater class. The, <laughs> those people are my best friends. They are my lifeline. They, are, they will be in my life till the day I die. Um, I would not have survived college without those people by my side every step of the way. And Shenandoah gave me that. So definitely that. Um, I will also say my senior year, we had the incredible opportunity to work with Jason Robert Brown. He came and um, kind of coached us a little bit for a few days because we were doing a production of his show Parade. And that was definitely a highlight of my time at SU for sure. Um, not only getting to work with such an incredible artist and you know, getting an inside uh, kind of sight and scoop into his piece and what he felt and thought as he was creating it and uh, what he would do differently now and how the piece has evolved or not and what it says about our time. Um, that was definitely, I was so grateful that SU chose a production like that to, to host in our season, um, let alone to be able to work with its, its creator. Um, but also as a Jewish, uh, identifying actor and just human that was a really meaningful show for me as well um right yeah so that was definitely a huge huge highlight for me um and then i will also say student work um all of it uh playwrights uh is something that is huge at su um 
basically it's a group that uh, there are four producers, one at uh, each level. So freshman, sophomore, junior, senior producers, and they basically pick a pick a small short piece every week and they put it up and it's all student run, student product uh, production, student directed, student written, student run, student acted. It's all done uh, between Sunday and Thursday. It goes up Thursday at 11 o'clock so that everybody can be there after their rehearsals. Um, and it's just something that everybody gathers in the theater department to do every single week. And it's not just the theater department. I mean, actors, theater performers, vocal performance, uh, dancers, I mean, musicians, anybody can write, submit, perform. Uh, so it's a really amazing, amazing group. And there are tons of groups like that at SU. And I, it just really... Uh, I, it really fosters the creative energy, but it also fosters, you know, the bond with your, your fellow classmates that love to do the same thing that you're doing. That's amazing. I wish they had that when we were there. Yeah. It's an amazing, amazing thing. And I mean, I mean, everybody shows up at 11 o'clock every Thursday night. It's, it's incredible. There's so many aspects to that, that I just kind of wish we could live like that all the time. Oh, yeah, especially now, right? Because all of that was cut off with COVID. Yeah, things are still so even strange for us. We're kind of in this weird hybrid of like, are we are we back? Are we not back? Right. I mean, same in New York, to be quite honest. I mean, a lot of live stuff still isn't back, but there are some things that are and something it's or, you know, you get live in the room at this stage of the audition process instead of you know, right at the beginning or whatever, whatever. It's definitely a no man's land right now. Yeah, yeah. And what was it like? Uh, so you were there when COVID first hit, correct? Um, I was still at SU, yeah. So, I mean, we went on spring break my senior year and we never came back. So we were, yeah. So when you went on spring break, was there still, I mean, was there like a, a television, uh, I, I heard this on TV, this it might be, I mean, were you prepared at all of like, this might happen? Uh, what we thought was happening was we were told, oh, we might get like two weeks off and then we'll be back. Like we thought, oh, great, another extra two weeks of spring break, you, you know, amazing. Um, yeah, that's what we were prepared for. We were definitely not prepared to say goodbye to our friends and our lives and the rest of our senior year. So how does that emotionally, like, it's got to be devastating to feel like you're robbed of that closure of college um, with all your friends and the, the theatrical production and, and um, the, uh, I mean, let alone, like, how do I, when do I go back to my dorm and get my stuff out and is it safe to go? And, yeah, uh, you know, how was all of that? Oh, it was, it, you chose the right word. Devastating was definitely the operative term for sure. Um, yeah, it was really, really hard. Um, there was a sense of, a huge sense of loss, obviously, for, you know, senior events and things, you know, like Apple Blossom and just just random social things that you miss out on, of course. But then there's the other side of it where it's like, well, we were, we worked so hard for four years for our showcase and now we really don't get a showcase. And we, I mean, we did get a showcase. We, we created one on the spot in hybrid form. We all self taped in our houses and threw it all together. And we all put in hours and hours of, you know, editing and learning about audio and things that we never knew before. And we were able to put out, um, a, a virtual showcase, but you know, that's not what we signed up for. That's not what we thought we were 
getting when we came in as freshmen or even when we came in as seniors. So it was definitely I'd, hard. I'd have been like, can you knock some money off this last half of the year, please? <laughs> yeah, right. I wish. It also feels like a weird form of punishment. I don't mean that word, but it feels like you're being punished. Like, oh my God, this is when I'm supposed to be allowed to like shine and get my name out there and say the graduate of SU and I, here I come world. And all of a sudden you're like in your living room. Yeah. And, and doing these talks with agents over zoom in my bedroom or, you know, taking ballet class, uh, using my kitchen island as my bar i you, you know it's it's just it's crazy it was crazy and you're like all this to train for a uh business that may or may not continue well, like at the yeah. at the time yeah and that's the thing it feels like great i graduated into an industry that no longer exists because and inherently basically that is what happened because the industry has changed and i have not seen the sign that it will completely bounce back to what it was before. I think I think we are moving into a world where this hybrid nature and structure will be, um, you know, perpetuated because it does make things a lot easier for a lot of people. Um, but that being said, that's not what I trained for, you know? It also feels like to me that uh, theater experiences might become more like having a really expensive nice dinner occasionally but maybe not like a mainstream what you do all the time thing yeah well i'm not wait i'm sorry i'm not talking from the perspective of me the performer but the audience Mm -hmm. like right now it feels like people are spending tickets for hamilton once but then not going to the regional theaters twice absolutely yeah um, I know I don't I don't know what it feels like for performers because that of course has changed a lot too. Um, I feel like the digital element will stick around. Yeah. Um, not only because it I mean the good the good side of that is it does make theater more accessible. Absolutely. Um, so the accessibility is great, uh, especially for people like a lot of older audiences that can't maybe make the trip or make it out so they can see it from home. So that's great. But but I think that digital aspect of it, it has to get less and less wonky for it to like survive because it can be wonky. Of course. Um, and you just decided to then stay an extra year virtually to get your master's question mark? <laughs> well, so actually I had decided, so Shenandoah offers this accelerated program, um, the Palm program. Uh, my degree is, it's P-A-L-M. It stands for Performing Arts Leadership and Management, Um, and it's an accelerated degree, and basically you apply for it at the end of your sophomore year, and you are either admitted or not, and you can begin taking classes towards your master's beginning your junior year. So that's what I did, Um, and I took a class my junior year. I took a class my senior year. I took a class over the summer um, in between my senior year and my master's year, Um, and then I finish the rest of my degree online during uh, COVID. Yes. But I wonder if I can go back and get a palm. Oh, you could apply for it right now. We had a, we had lots of people that were, you know, graduates. Absolutely. Absolutely. Interesting. Um, I'm going to check that out. It's an amazing program. I, I'm a huge, huge proponent and advocate of it. Um, I, I loved my time in it. I'm, I was also kind of a nerd. I love learning and I love, 
kind of the business side of things. And so that it was an amazing option for me to take advantage of. And I also, you know, being raised with two performers for parents, I'm very, very fully aware that this, this career is not exactly the most stable. And so I really wanted to make sure that I had something else that I could incorporate uh, for financial reasons if I ever needed to. Um, sure. Yeah. What, what, tell us what it entails and what it trains you to be. Um, so it's like theater management, arts management? Yeah, arts management. So basically the degree is very much geared towards like nonprofit management, um, but it's all applied towards arts uh, organizations and administrations. So all of our coursework was you know, learning about, so I took a financial management class and that was learning about budgeting and accounting and things like that. And then one of my, you know, huge assignments would have been to write a paper on how I would apply those kinds of things to an arts organization um, and its budget and who would be taking care of that and blah, blah, blah. So um, it basically teaches you how to run your own organization um, from the nonprofit side and the for-profit side, but with a large focus on the nonprofit side because most arts organizations are non-for-profit. Um, so yeah, it's an amazing, amazing degree. And um, I was a huge, huge advocate for it while I was at school. You know, I worked in admissions and so I always tried to push it uh, with prospective students. And I still kind of push it now with people that are still in the program or have just recently graduated and always thought about doing it, but maybe weren't really sure. Um, I actually talked to a friend of mine who was a dance major uh, a couple months ago, and she asked me about the program. And she was like, oh, is that, you know, I always wondered, like, I thought about doing it, but then I didn't. And I was, and I talked to her about it. And she was like, huh, maybe it's something I'll think about. So yeah, it was definitely an amazing option for me at the time. I think it's an amazing option now. Uh, the one difference was when I was admitted to the program, it was not an, a fully online program. That shift was made actually my senior year. So between the summer of my junior year going into my senior year, we were informed that the program was moving all online anyways. So that actually was not impacted for me by COVID. That was already a decision that I was already going to be able to move to the city and complete my master's while I was auditioning and things like that. It just so happened to work out that COVID overlapped at the same time you know this is the thing i'm thinking back to young me and how like headstrong i was and like if anyone would have told me hey you should do this because it's a really smart idea to have a backup plan or a safety net i'd have been like screw you i'm gonna be famous i don't need that um but it's not just about that because as we all know um okay i just totally just went online while we were talking and i emailed the message board and i'm going to get more information about the poem nice um but as as we all know it's not even always about that i mean performers dancers whatever we kind of fall into the realm of athletes in a way absolutely and the body <laughs> does not does not um always allow for you to do what you need to do as you age absolutely especially dance career especially um the shelf life is very short um mm -hmm. acting and singing can of course continue into old age but you know that it's always it's not that every single person is going to have that gilded career path where they're job to job to job it just doesn't happen that way absolutely um so it's not that it's something to fall back on it's a way to actually 
keep making a livelihood while still remaining in an arts focused and nonprofit focused career path. Definitely. And that was something that was really important to me. You know, I, like we said before, early on in life, (laughs) pretty much decided and knew that this was my passion and what I wanted to pursue in my life. And, you know, there are lots of other things I could go into. I'm, I'm a smart girl. I went to a great high school. I went to a great college. You know, I, I, there are other things I could go into, but I really wanted to stay in the arts realm. It's, it's what I love. It's what I'm passionate about. And so if I could learn the other side of the industry, not just, you know, in front of the table, but behind it, maybe that gives me not only a leg up, you know, financially for when performing gigs aren't quite so abundant, but also gives me a leg up as a performer. It gave me an insight into what they're really looking for on the other side of the table. It gave me insight into how these places are run and why certain decisions are made. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just a big advocate for it, regardless of whether it's going to be your main focus or not. So, so now you live in the New York City. How long has that been going on since 2021? Yeah, I moved up in July of 2021. So it's just over a year for me now. And how's that first year been? Uh, it's been a roller coaster. Um, it's, it's been amazing. I love the city. You know, I've always loved the city. I was lucky to be close enough that my parents and I could come up for breaks and things when I was growing up. So I I knew what it was like to visit. Uh, I will definitely say living here is a very different beast. Um, It's very hectic. It's very um, fast paced and you kind of have to be your own boss. And I think that's something that Shenandoah really did prepare me well for. Um, I've gotten used to kind of creating my own schedule and learning how to time manage and budget my time appropriately for what I need and versus what I want. Um, That was definitely something that Shenandoah taught me. So um, that part of it has been great. I will say auditions, it's been a weird, weird time, you know, Um, until quite recently, it's been hit or miss whether auditions were happening or not. And a lot of it most of my experience has been submission based. I've been in the room twice in the last year. Um, And that's just my personal experience. Some of my other friends have been in the room more frequently than I have, some less than I have. Um, It's just very up in the air and kind of uh, varied experiences right now. Um, That being said, I will say accessibility wise, it's great. I can pretty much audition whenever I want to because I can with whatever free time I have while I'm working my survival job to pay the bills, you know, um, I can create a self tape in my apartment if I want to. Um, but the other side of that is, you know, quality self tapes, the quality is not always great. And it's expected to be higher now because it's been long enough that people know how to do it appropriately. And so there are other things that go with that financially as well in terms of booking a studio and making sure your lighting is right and making sure your microphone is appropriate and all of those extra things that we never really had to worry about before. So it's definitely been a balancing act of learning and maintaining, I will say. I imagine that New York City the past couple years has been nothing but apartments full of actors self-taping with ring lights. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's like a, it's a tenant neighbors like nightmare. 
Um, <laughs> well, but, yeah. So, so then we're survival jobbing, self-taping, um, and just kind of living the New York life. Do you have a network of Shenandoah, other Shenandoah friends up there? I do. I'm lucky that about half of my class has moved up here. So all of us are always in touch, even with, I mean, our group chat from when we were all together and school is still alive and well, we all talk all the time. Um, I will say definitely less frequently now because adult life is hard and adult relationships are hard when you're trying to survive in the city. But I definitely, I see my friends as frequently as I possibly can. Um, we actually have some friends that are, that flew in that are here now and one that just moved up here this week. So that's really exciting. Um, yeah, so the network is definitely here and growing as we speak. Um, I know last year's class, a lot of them moved up here, uh, as well. And, um, yeah, it's an amazing place to be right now for Shenandoah people, I think, uh, even just socially. This has been a through line in a lot of our podcasts, uh, whatever the class, whatever the decade or era, um, there's always like a Shenandoah network in any given major city that like everyone helps each other out. Everyone oh. like connects and like introduces so-and-so to so-and-so and absolutely um, absolutely it's it's amazing and we did a, a little bit of a reunion when some of the faculty were up here uh when I first moved up here about a year ago um in the fall uh we all got together just because they were here doing auditions um and that was really fun. And I got to see some alumni that, you know, were there that left while I was still in school. And I, I you know, I got to see people that graduated before me. I, I mean, it's an amazing network and everyone is always so warm and welcoming. I mean, we still have alumni that come back to campus and do, you know, workshops and things. So there are connections that were made while I was in school with people I was never in school with that now that I'm in the city, I see them and I'm like, oh my God, hey. And they're like, oh my God, hey, how are you doing? Um, I mean, one of the most amazing connections from SU that I've gotten to make has been with Jenny Ravitz. She's uh, an amazing, amazing casting director and she went to SU and she comes back and does an agent workshop every year on the film and TV side. And when my class moved up here, she really kind of took us under her wing. And she was like, I can't believe what you guys have been through. If you guys ever need anything, reach out, let me know. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I love the Shenandoah community and the Shenandoah network. It's, it's alive and well and thriving and will never, ever die. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of TV and film and stuff, it feels like, and I'm in neither, full disclosure. <laughs> yes. It feels like the uh, digital are being forced into a digital world during COVID has kind of forced everyone already to be sort of in a, uh, a sameness as far as auditioning, because now everyone's getting so used to doing their own um, auditions that perhaps getting into the digital format is a little bit easier because everyone's doing that already. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and you you just mentioned something that I meant to touch on when we were back in the SU kind of part of this interview, but you all have like film and TV classes and stuff there now, right? We do, yeah. And did any of that help in any way prepare you for 
the digital kind of marketing that you have to do now? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, I will say I, I like being able to kind of know a lot of the basic terminology of film and TV really helped when we were, you know, beginning to learn how to self tape. There were a lot of things in terms of audio and eye lines and things that we'd really never had to consider as live stage performers before. Right. Because we're in the room and we can look at the dot above the head or not. You know what I mean? Um, it, we never really had to consider those things before. And so having a kind of basic working knowledge of that world was definitely helpful um, in terms of the learning curve of the digital space. I will say, um, I definitely think there was still a learning curve in terms of translating those film and TV um, elements to what that means when you're performing a stage piece for TV film. Oh, and recording on your phone. Well, yeah, and performing like something that's meant for theater now on a two-dimensional screen. Um, there's a different energy in the room. It's a little bit three-dimensional. There, You can feel someone's energy when you're standing right in front of them versus when it's through a, a camera lens. There are a, a few elements lost. And so... Um, learning how to enhance uh, those elements that were lacking uh, using the TV film knowledge base was definitely, definitely helpful. And, and is there like a, like a uh, studio there at SU for all of the film stuff? Um, yeah, there is a separate space. There's a building across from the conservatory building there uh, where they have set up a space that they convert into a studio like space. They also film things all around campus. So that's that's amazing. I, I'm so glad that that's happening for everyone. Um, it, it's so interesting. Uh, the school that, you know, your mother went to and that Matthew and I went to has evolved and changed so much, uh, so much for the better um in in the past like 20 some years yeah. uh it's really incredible it makes me a bit jelly we can yeah. come back and do like the view <laughs> it's but, but, with, but with us I, yeah it's crazy although i will say i'm a little bit jealous because you all got to do like one person shows we didn't get to do that yeah those one person shows kind of were like you know the, the the moment yeah right but that now like that's our showcase but you know i'm jealous just my class because of my particular experience but yeah yeah well that's that's okay kayla because that one person show was just about all we had so there's <laughs> that <laughs> yeah it was uh, i remember when we went back after like they you guys got a new the new like you know snack shack and we were like oh my god look at this <laughs> the concession stand yeah because when we were there was so much the student small, center, the student yeah. center yeah. oh so yeah, yeah smaller yeah. and everything was a little bit kind of like oh is that a real hot dog because <laughs> i be i believe the where our, the student center was for us is now admissions um yes yes and the student center yes yes and um also uh armstrong was your guys's main stage right Yes, and we were uh, fortunate enough to do the first summer theater. No, no, you stayed and did a couple more. Yeah, I was in the new theater for two years. And then, of course, we, we 
after we've left, we've gone back to do two different. Um, well, I came back for SSMT in 2002. And then we brought our shows. You brought your show to Crossing in like 2012. And what then is that studio called? The Glaze? Fred Glaze, yeah. Yeah, Glaze Studio Theater. That's where yeah. we did Parade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Kayla, uh, I'm mindful of your time. I think that this has been a really eye-opening and really informative kind of take on what what happened during the pandemic at Shenandoah and having your perspective in has been really helpful. Also just your insight into what SU is like today and, and for a student um, and what your life is like now, like doing the hustle in the New York city. Um, in, so this is just a kind of couple closing things. I'm going to follow you on the gram. Yeah. Yeah. Kayla Noel, you can follow her there. Um, so what, what do you do to kind of like, take your head off and rinse it out so you don't have to think about anything. What are your like guilty pleasure? Do you like binge things that you like? What are some of the things that you do to kind of take your brain off of your, you know, out of your head for a few hours and just kind of relax? Definitely. Um, I really love spending time with my friends, like outside of a dance class or, you know, an acting studio or whatever. Um, I really love to just like, hang out, like have somebody come over to my apartment and like me cook them dinner. I love to cook. So um, something like that and have like a wine night, something simple like that. Or um, I really love to um, be outside when it's nice out, of course. Um, I like to just walk around the city or, you know, go to the park or go to the beach or just, you know, spend time outside. Um, not really on any devices or anything, just kind of away and in nature. Um, and I also really like to like color or read a book and definitely binge some some Netflix and Hulu shows for sure. Any Netflix and Hulu shows that uh, stick out to you that you've enjoyed recently? Ooh, okay. Um, this is a great question. Okay. Anybody on HBO Max? Okay. This is definitely for people my age, but Pretty Little Liars was a huge thing when I was in like middle school, high school. They just released a new um, like spinoff and it's connected to the original plot line and it's really cool and I would definitely recommend it for people my age. Um, something that I really love to watch with my parents is a show called Virgin River. Um, season four, I believe, just came out and finished it in like a week. Um, so that's also great. And I also am super into, like, anything true crime. I, I don't know why, but it's, like, a really sick, guilty pleasure. So um, I like to watch Cold Case Files, any um, any of the, like, Ted Bundy tapes and things like that. Um, oh, my God. Have you watched – this is not – it's in the realm of true crime, but have you watched Only Murders in the Building? Yes! Okay. So good. We just started it and it it's wonderful. It's so good. I love that show. I finished season two also in like a week. So good. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. And also being in New York, it's kind of like a a must. Oh my right? gosh. Yeah. It's so crazy to watch. I'm like, oh my God, I know where that is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for your time. And uh, it, it's really lovely of you to speak spend a little time with us on Labor Day of all days. Oh my gosh, um, of course. Thank you for having me. 
Absolutely. And we hope to catch up with you and your mom sometime in person soon. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try and take a trip home soon. So maybe I'll convince her to uh, open up the pool and have everyone over. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right, Kayla, you have a great evening. We'll you talk to you too. soon. I love you guys. Love, love you too. too. Bye. 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 Thank you so much, Kayla. Uh, it was great to uh, hear all about your journey and uh, to capture both mother and daughter together on this weekend. I think that's such a fascinating, interesting story. Um, and we're so happy that you joined us. It was so much fun. We learned so much more about SU today um, than we already knew. So, And the Palm program, right? Yeah, which I am checking out the Palm program currently to see if I want to go back and do it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, that does it for another weekend of great shows for season five thank you for listening i already gave a plug to all the stuff at the beginning because nobody listens to the stuff at the end um but if you do listen to the stuff at the end thank you for listening to the stuff at the end share it where you show share things post it where you post things check out the discord board where we add photos and stuff it's like social media for people who don't um check out the season five playlist add your favorite songs that you experienced while in college to that playlist um and yeah check us out again on patreon uh connor and smith connor with an er and uh help support us we really appreciate every bit of the support and we are creating fun and interesting stuff over there so all right y'all that does it uh we will catch you next week and have a good week bye bye Thank you.